Dude, can we publicly announce your big news? No, we're not going to announce the big news until we have like a baby episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fun. That's when we can do it. So we just let them guess for now what that surprise could be. We we allow them to be able to hint at it, being like, ooh, what could it be? It's like what Martha is doing this episode. (laughs) (sighs) There's a lot of people that don't make sense in this. uh... So things made sense in the first half of this episode. Yes, yes. Then things really did drift. Once the doctor got out of the picture, it's like, I I don't know what happened. We had an idea. We had a villain. Mm-hmm. Let's go away from all of it. <laughs> yeah, the... What? Uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about that. Yeah, this doctor just shows up and is gone. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen. Because who cares about an antagonist whenever you're wanting to talk about emotional state of mind? <laughs> That's what we really want to focus on. Is how do you feel as a person? Because we're also going to try to make this sad. By the way, Clark is an idiot. Oh. You want to talk about Big Dummy? How about <laughs> Clark? LUC expresses how dummy is in this one. Kinda, but they they make it like so he's a toddler in a way of being like, no, no, I can't accept it. Where people are even telling him nice things. Yeah, it's like people aren't telling him to like blow it off. Like Clark, you're being like dumb, ignored. No, no. They're telling him to take the emotion and to do it in a more positive way versus Clark's method of just freaking out. I'm going to fix it. You know, his method is awful. Ryan's my brother. I got to do whatever I can. I'm going to kid him. I'm going to kidnap him. Yeah. And by the way, can a child kidnap a child? For sure. Is that really? (laughs) Apparently in the town of Smallville, also Ethan is the worst sheriff. My (laughs) goodness. He is the biggest pushover. I don't understand. Like, I don't think he knows what he's doing. Hey, by the way. He was given that job. Like, he was just throwing it. Whenever I have paperwork that shows I own a child, you know what that means? Give the child to me. That's right. The child is crying. It doesn't want to go with you. Did I ask? (laughs) I have paperwork. Yeah. No one wants to look at that paperwork, though. Nobody wants to look at it. Yeah, nice paperwork. Ethan, okay, we got we got to get into it only because Ethan then wants to arrest the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I'm telling you. Oh, no, no, we got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got. <laughs> oh my God, too many fun things, and I'm missing Kryptonite at this point. Bro. I'm missing uh, some drama in the high school. I'm missing some love interests. I'm I'm missing a lot of things here. And it's been a struggle. So if you're with me, you're with me till the end. <laughs> Bro. This episode. <laughs> I don't know. There's we both like some thought pl- something different. We 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 did. We did and you know, we're just both highly disappointed. But you know, this is this is another Ryan episode. I don't know if everyone remembers Ryan from uh what was it? Shotgun of the Face. Shotgun of the Face. Shotgun of the Face was better than this episode. What was the name of that episode, though? Oh, does that matter? Because I can only remember <laughs> the details. Like, for example, the uh, Lois Lanes. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Where they did not name it that. Where they shot the scene at that bowling alley. But let's not give that little head nod. Let's just ignore it because I don't know why. I was going to say lazy, but that's not lazy. It just sounds silly now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, Ryan is back as 
Ryan James of season one and whatever the hell that episode is. Shotgun in the face. Shotgun in the face. That's what we're going to call. Yeah, the two parents, he reads minds. Yes. We sorely miss this character a lot. I was going to say, was this like a fan favorite? Did somebody make a vote saying, hey, we should really bring back Ryan? This is the character that won the bring back vote? Yeah, they submitted a lot of feedback for the episode. Like, oh, man, bring back Ryan. Bring him back. And they took a poll. It's like 20%. Don't bring him back. (laughs) 80. Bring him back. I think they read. And then some. I think they read that poll wrong, and it was more of a Jason Todd where they were like, kill him. That's what they were really wanting more than anything. And yet the creators of Smallville said, you know what? We're going to kill him for you guys. That's right. But we're going to do it in the most sensitive way. (laughs) (laughs) In a nice and very passionate way. Oh my god, I hate this episode. But yeah, we're back on actually the episode titled Ryan, episode 8 of season 2, Smallville. It's titled Ryan. It's titled Ryan. Did you look up what it means? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one actually stumped me, you know? I was looking at it and I was like, why is it called that? What is it? What's going on? What's the deal here? But yeah, so this is the Somebody Save Me podcast and we're going to do some saving today. I hope you enjoy it. There's no way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's fresh play. Let's get into the episode. We what? open up. All right, so I'm already into it, though. I will say, with this opening scene, I'm all for it, where we have Ryan from season one. Well, we already know he has the mind ability of being able to telekinesis. So now he is sitting in... Telepathy. And, well, whatever. He has telekinesis too, I feel. No, 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 no. He just no. hasn't it right. developed it. it. He hasn't developed it, though. Maybe he's like a Jean Grey. He just needs time to be able to develop his powers. I'll tell you what he's developing. What? That's how Jean started, right? Xavier? No, I'm going to tell you what he's developing, but I'll make the joke later. <laughs> Wait, there's a, there's actually something he's developing? Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, well, now I'm really interested here. Yeah, so Ryan James is over here in this facility getting tested on. Um, pause it real quick here. Okay. Because I do want to say, when it comes to the contraption and even the uh, the bag next to him with liquid. Looks where like it, kryptonite. Yeah. Did you get that type of thought process where you're like, okay, we're back to the experimenting with kryptonite. We're finally back to the good stuff. Ryan... Dude, he's about to get screwed. Maybe they'll turn him into uh, the brainchild. Maybe they'll turn him into, again, just some type of villain. And it goes a different way here. But, yeah. but this is my first initial thought, so I'm very into it. Yeah, it's weird because I'm also wondering, you know, what what are they using with their kryptonite? Like, how, how is this helping him? Souping up his powers. That's how I, was, I thought that they were like trying to enhance him in a way that that's what probably kryptonite could do because obviously the doctor is testing Ryan as if he's Anakin Skywalker <laughs> wanting him to tell him if it's a ship, a cup, a moon, a dog, a family, and apparently Ryan gets these headaches. And what I love more than anything is that the doctor, after Ryan says, I don't want any more questions, he says, don't worry, there's a little more, and then proceeds to ask him about ten more Dude, questions. Dude, he asked him literally five more, I think. And he already knows that Ryan has this problem, which seems to be a type of overthinking, maybe overuse is Abuse. what my initial thought is. Abuse, for sure. This doctor doesn't care, bro. And gets then he that nosebleed. Yeah, Ryan gets a nosebleed now. It's like... 
What, what's it similar to? I don't know. Maybe he just has a weird sickness. Maybe he's just like the dweeb, you know, that just gets the nosebleeds all the time. I thought that it was whenever he was overexerting his... Wait. so Like a deviated septum? So, wait, wait. That would have been Sean, though, and Leach. Because <laughs> remember that Clark even had nosebleeds with that episode because he was overexerting himself. So I thought that's what we were similarity getting, hmm. or similarity, whatever, similar, whatever, <laughs> that you were getting here with Ryan, and that's where I thought the connection was lying. I didn't think anything about that nosebleed besides that he was just overusing the powers. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I was mainly just making a joke there. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Got you. It was a, it was a good nosebleed joke. By though. the way, I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's getting the nosebleed. I guess they're going to take a break now. They're going to get the uh, coagulant. Yeah, I don't... W- what the hell is that? <laughs> I think what that does is probably... Maybe it's like PCP. Maybe it's like something that's going to make him keep going and just subdue the headache. What the hell is co- coagulant? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. And so the the assistant runs out to get yes. it. And then so here goes Ryan with his little scheme. He's like, what's Oxycontin? <laughs> what's Oxycontin, doctor? And the doctor says, huh? What? And he's like, yeah, he's stealing it. He's stealing it. The I assistant. I knew it. Yeah, what? <laughs> so he knew he'd been stealing drugs. So obviously he wasn't stealing drugs. The doctor was just assuming he was stealing drugs. Ryan read his mind saying he was stealing drugs to then use that against him so that he would then be able to leave the room. He then goes and checks on the assistant who is not stealing the drugs. Son of a bitch runs back and then tries to see if Ryan is there. Obviously he is gone. And he has escaped through the ventilation system. Yeah, because he's a very uh, nimble and agile child. Well, it's the biggest ventilation system I've ever seen. It reminds me of 007, <laughs> GoldenEye, where he's going through the tunnels. You know what I'm saying? Like the blue tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah this it's is like a, the plasma gun. I'm surprised he wasn't able to pick that up in this episode. Dude, and it's not dirty at all in there. Like, no, this is all. the cleanest office I've ever they seen. They just built it. It, brand new <laughs> brand new dude i wonder who's funding it bro but so ryan gets out of the ventilation system in this random room where he sees a phone he uses the phone and how of course he knows the kent house number oh you put that in your notes too because that's what i put uh how do you know the kent's number when did you get that number yeah it does um the clark already uh, says later on spoiler that he emails never calls on the phone though yeah so where are you getting that phone number I got it, because the doctor don't know it, he's, he's, I can't be reading minds right now. Unless, what if Martha Kent's number is zero in Smallville, because she's the operator? Wow, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Small town, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, <laughs> Ryan is begging Clark, because Clark is the one that answers, and he just is screaming, save me, help me, they're experimenting on me, blah, 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 finally gets caught. And the doctor puts a needle in his head? Yes. So Ryan is obviously panicking. Clark then hears. Clark is like, oh my god, where is he? Where are you? Ryan, again, I thought there was kryptonite involved where the syringe surged. It's like a yellowish-green type thing. But I thought he was shooting up his head with some type of kryptonite syrup. I I thought I was going to get some brainchild. I, I thought I was going to get some Justice League cartoon... Or maybe he's going to start imagining his own superhero team. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to get something really awesome in this episode. After that opening scene, though, is my point. 
I, I thought this episode was going to go somewhere. We're going to have an action-packed one. How wrong you were. Shotgun of the Face was action-packed. He was on the list and one of the nominees for top villain because he didn't hold back. They showed so much violence. That doctor even kind of looks like him. Exactly. I thought the doctor was going to be able to go that route. I thought the doctor, in a way, looked like Dexter. So I was like, ooh, could be a serial killer guy. Now get this, bro. Imagine, like, just bear with me a bit, a minute. We got doctor with a shotgun. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to... How gonna, sick would have that been? All right, we're going to have to cut that out. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do I mean? Doctor with a shotgun. At this point, Joseph, he's doctor with a needle. Nah, he's going to use a shotgun later. If he uses a shotgun, I'm all for it. Because, you know, the shotgun's not normally with a doctor. Yeah, needle's with the doctor. He's just doing his job. That's actually a movie idea. We have a lot of <laughs> hobo with a shotgun, but we don't have doctor with a shotgun. That's right. That could be something that we could work with. We have barely scratched the surface. With this episode, that's for <laughs> damn sure. Because this one is a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, see, you said something earlier saying that you'd rather watch Lineage, and you're crazy. No, no, no. I had at least some old couple drama. No, it was no, like no, no, no. a Telemundo that I could be able to get into, where there was some type of... Oh, Julio, you cheated on me. My novelas. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, see? <laughs> a Smallville novella. That's what I got last episode. Lineage. You know what I got this episode? Some type of, like, Make-A-Wish Foundation from Disney Channel. I don't want to watch that. That's what this episode is. Second half, not first <laughs> half, because Disney wouldn't show the syringe in the head. Bro, that syringe scares me. Like, going straight into the skull... I thought we were going to get something great. We are now opening back up, though, to the Kent farm. Obviously, there is some panic between them because they are now trying to figure out exactly where is Ryan. Yeah. Where Where is that phone call coming from? What even happened to his aunt? Wasn't he supposed to be staying up there with her, which was what my initial question was. That's one thing I hated about this episode is because um, they they poorly explained the aunt thing. I actually have a theory for you on that. Because they explain it, but they explain it different ways. They do. And it's by the same person who tells a different story each time. Interesting. Yeah, okay. so that's why I wanted... That's the one kind of highlight that I can go to, because it's weird. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hang on to that and idea. But what we do find out is that he is inside... What was it? Oh. He's in Summerholt, Summerholt in Metropolis. That's where Ryan is. Well, we but... don't know it's Metropolis yet. Because they oh. still believe that the Summerholt place... Oops. <laughs> spoiler. They still believe that Summerholt is where Ryan Edge was. City. Yes. Remember, we talked about this. The mask. I, yeah, you were supposed to pick up on this, okay? Dude. You were the I one that said, said Metropolis. You did a spoiler. Next time, get Edge City. Damn it. Well, I was going to follow up with it. Dude, dude, getting yelled at right now. <laughs> this is messed up. This is messed up. So, oh my God, there's no hospital in Edge City, Clark. What are you talking about? When was the last time you heard from Ryan? Um, I emailed him. You know, he, he was really excited about school, and it was just last week. Well, maybe somebody has filed a missing persons report. Maybe we should be checking on something here, Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't yeah, you yeah. settle your horsies down <laughs> here? We're going to be able to look this up. Clark, go to school. 
<laughs> He's like just going to school and so worried, bro. Clark doesn't even do school at this point. School is so beneath him. No, and but he does now. He's walking in with Pete at least, where he's able to tell Pete exactly what is going on. Pete is automatically worried because once again, this is an episode where Clark is going to try to be the hero and overdo it. He's yep. going to try to just exert himself in every situation where he doesn't even need to be involved. It's like really sh- just capitalizing on the aspect like, oh, he he has to do this. He needs to do this. No matter what, it's going to be with me forever. And you know what? If you can go to school, then you can ignore it, okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. This is a full If you can day. listen to Papa and go to school, then you'll be okay. You're okay. Let Just don't do anything. But of course, he's already done it because whenever he walks into the torch... Who do they obviously see? We have Velma, who has already Dude. worked with a cute guy from some phone company. Yeah, okay, so this is another associate she yes. has. Yes. Also, who who are these people with full-time jobs, most likely adults, hanging out with high schoolers? Like, uh, you're hitting on a sophomore high school student? Hey, he's European, Joseph, so he's allowed to be able to hit on underage women. Pete threw a weird racial comment, like, oh, yeah, the Hungarian? Well, it's because it was a toy scooter, but you know what? It's a Vespa, and they're totally in Europe. What did, where did this come from? This whole little this banter? So like, it's so weird. This is, I agree. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, know, you hear all their banter before, and it's like, that's... This doesn't seem normal. And they're, this is, I guess, not throwing shots, but I think there is a backhanded comment somewhere. Maybe P's into Chloe. I would hope so, except we've never seen this Hungarian guy. I just wish Chloe Yeah, had how it. hot does he look on the Vespa? Because <laughs> I might be on Chloe's side after that. Well, I feel like it's a Lizzie McGuire. Uh, you ever see a Lizzie McGuire movie? Whenever she goes and she meets the pop star. Right. Yeah, okay. I feel like it's that type of situation. It looks like him. So he sings like shit. (laughs) Yeah, he sings like total ass. (laughs) Oh, man. Smallville novella. (laughs) Man, it's all I got for these past few episodes. So, wait. This is also a thing, too. Um, He's Austrian with a Vespa, and he works at the phone company. I have to see what this guy looks like. (laughs) Like, phone company, Austrian, Vespa. This is... Where did Chloe meet him? A triple threat. Where did he meet him? Where did she meet him? That's all I want to know. I need to know what Chloe be doing on the off time. You think she's going to... No, she hasn't been to the farm in, in a while. Yeah, I think she goes to bars. I think thinking. she has a fake ID, and she goes to bars. Whether it's trying to uncover a story or she just likes to party, <laughs> she definitely goes to bars. Maybe so. She's the only way she can know all these old people, to your point. How does she know all these people? You know, she, I don't know, remember, she, like, I don't know if she made up that story. I know she, it was insinuated she made it up, but that one time she had that internship at the beginning of the season? Well, no, no, she didn't make it up. She made it up that guy. Mm. Yeah, she just had her internship. She what was, if she actually did hook up with a guy? But she said in the episode that she made it up. That well, she, she admitted was, to using it to... Make Clark jealous. Yeah. So wait, you're now saying that <laughs> theory? that story... Theory? No, 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 no. That's not a theory when she confirms in the same episode it wasn't real. She's probably banging people already. <laughs> Why isn't she banging Pete? Why isn't it the Austrian? Because he's Austrian and he drives a Vespa. Heinrich. Heinrich with his Vespa. He can't sing very well. Grandpapa. <laughs> oh, my God. So she finds out um, where the call came from. 
and she was able to trace Ryan's call to the Kent house. So Chloe did her Velma thing here. And, and it's some neurological research facility in Metropolis. There you go. You happy now? Yes, because it's not an edge city. She was able to track it to Metropolis where the phone call was coming from. But it's weird because why would a place that specializes in super eccentric brain function, neurological science this was ridiculous. I'm going to complain a lot about this right now because... <sighs> The amount of, first off, I just want to go through the amount of shit that Clark has seen and done already a season, almost and a half. Yeah. He is so dumbfounded here (laughs) that Chloe is saying, oh, yeah, it's just a research facility. They don't take patients. But, you know, even if they did, why would they do all this brain study on Ryan? That doesn't make sense. Clark is looking like, Shouldn't he be worried because he knows his brain can do things? And yet he's looking around like, yeah, Chloe, you're right. Why would they have him in there? Clark's an idiot. All right, so I agree, and I see this is the problem. I agree, and I disagree. This is what he expresses he's done. Exactly, because when it comes to why I disagree, I feel like in this scene he's still supposed to be playing it off is if he doesn't know that Ryan has this ability, so obviously that's why Brian is in that type of facility being uh, experimented on. Chloe doesn't know he has that ability, so maybe Clark is trying to play dumb. The problem with the scene is that he looks too dumb where he makes it like he doesn't know whatsoever why. If if he's truly pretending, he did a great job (laughs) because I'm convinced he actually doesn't know what the hell to connect here. No, no. And it truly upset me. I was like... Clark, I'm kind of your biggest fan, bro. What are you doing? What is your deal right now? You're not being a Velma. We've been through this, man, several (laughs) times. Dude, he was probably so depressed before he left the house to go to school, just smoked a doobie real quick, came to school, and he's truly just like thinking about maybe his dinner tonight before Ryan. Maybe he stayed up late at 4 a.m. at the cemetery again, seeing if Lana would show up so then he could just watch her, and that's why he's like, you know, not all there in the head this morning. I'm not here for Lana. I'm here for Byron. (laughs) We're, we're, I want to see Byron. Where is he? I waited up all night for him. It's 4.30. He should be here. <laughs> so, sorry to go on that little rant there, but Clark truly deserves to be an idiot for the next rest of this episode. So, he's he just really convinced me there. So, we go to the mansion. We go to the mansion now. And Lex is meeting with the mayor. Okay, so Lex says, thank you for meeting me on such short notice. And Lex is coming in with a towel as if he just worked out. Grabbing his sparkling water at the desk. Lex looks like a dick. (laughs) But I also love that we have, whenever you see in the background there, the comic books that are hanging on the wall. Because once again, we have to have our favorite hero when it comes to Ryan. That's right. Because those were not up there in the prior episodes never he (laughs) has never acknowledged them besides when ryan shows up because whenever ryan does show up he turns into mr glass Mm, yeah and it's a big combination and i'm kind of into it because that's the only thing that i get in this episode is at least some type of comic book nerdiness which i think i even said in the first ryan episode but this one is 10 times worse you don't like this one versus the other one? No, I again, I have a strong villain in the other one. This one, I'm not sure who the villain is supposed to be. 
Hmm. But maybe that's Clark? just kind of... Is <laughs> Clark the villain? He could be. He did commit a lot of crimes this episode. Um, he revealed himself to the world in this episode. <laughs> I am a kidnapper. But so, yeah, I did like actually just overall, you know, showing that Lex does have that background of actually being a comic nerd with Warrior Angel, who is the made up comic book story in Smallville and Ryan's a big fan. So that's how they relate. And so, of of course, the mayor here is trying to let him know that uh, I'm not going to give you your expansion, your zoning commission, Lex, blah, 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 unless... You give me a little something in return. Yeah, so we've been, we've had a lot of our fair shares of gentlemen coming into Lex's uh, office and believing that they're going to be able to get the upper hand. Right. This one very similar, where it's the mayor of Smallville, pretty much just giving him a shakedown. Listen, Lex, I need to teach you how things are around this place. I'm running for my fourth term. Your father was a big contributor to that. You want your expansion? I want my fourth mayor. Mayoral C. election win. <laughs> yeah. Mayor C. Mayoral win, bro. Come on, man. Either, you don't campaign? By the way, I hate all this. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, because it's like what I said. This has been there, done that, with guys trying to pull a fast move over it. Immediately, I'm putting down in my notes, dude, Lex is going to screw you. Oh, yeah. He totally shits on him. Yeah. And so, basically... He's telling him, like, yeah, you know how things work around here, Lex. And Lex is like, yeah, I'm not going to do what you're talking about. You're just going to do what I say. Or you may not like the consequences because you don't mess with Lex, bro. Listen, Lex, not many people like you around here. I'm from this town. And you know what? I know what these people like. So you're not going to get your permit unless I get what I want. That's right. This is... This is just awful. I love Lex's reaction too. He's like, "Oh, you're really trying to, you're really trying to get a bribe here." And it's this guy is just the most disgusting looking person in this episode because he's the real villain. Where I truly hate him. Maybe he, he's the villain. He is a great actor enough to where this five minutes. I think I hate him more than anybody else in this episode because I truly think he's going to be able to do something if mm-hmm. Lex doesn't do what he wants him to do. Which is, of course, getting him reelected. This could be a long-term relationship that we could have, Lex. Let's not screw this up. Call this guy. He'll explain what's really going on. Who is he supposed to call right now? Kingpin. Is that who he's calling? <laughs> They're equivalent to Kingpin. Who is? Who is he calling? Who would he be calling in DC Universe, huh? Um, maybe it's Vandal Savage's phone number. Ooh. Maybe maybe that's who it could be. I love me some Vandal. That's uh, that's my. So yeah, he gives him his little card. You gotta have another billionaire in mind in order to be able to hand Lex Luthor somebody's card. That's true. It's the only person. That's what I put in my notes. Damn. What if? What if? It's Victoria. <laughs> Oh my! God. If they'll, she came, they'll back, let you know how things work around. Here. I wish they would bring back like every redheaded woman <laughs> that they have ever introduced. Redheaded, where it's like a girlfriend's uh, like redhead past. <laughs> Ghost of redhead past. <laughs> yeah, and then they just bring them all in, and it's a Lionel episode of him having to choose his favorite redhead. And the last one is Lex, and he has sex with all of them. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> wait, not Lex. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You said it after I said Lex. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say Lex. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we won't cut it out. Or maybe. I don't know. We'll hey, see. You know, you know how I can show somebody that I don't love them <laughs> in this next Lana's scene. drama? <laughs> Lana's drama. Dude, we need like a little thing that just like has musical sounds behind it. Lana drama. Lana drama. Like, that'd be really cool. We yeah, should do that. We need a Lana drama button for sure. Yeah, dude. Let's just put an applause behind that because that's a great idea. That is a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. We're going to put that on the burner. Lana drama. Lana drama. Um, And so <laughs> Lana's over here riding the horsey out in the field. Nell's coming up to her. They're at the post. They're hanging out. It's like, yeah, we went around the crater lake, uh, you know. And then Nell's bringing up some backstories. Like, you remember when the equestrian club growing up, you just wished you were in it so bad? Well, guess what? You could kind of be now. And Lana's like, that's far as shit. It's a metropolis. And I was like, well, <laughs> the thing about that. <laughs> Dean. <laughs> yeah, if anyone remembers Dean at this point. Cause he's think, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've met him one time and all he did was just tongue. Yeah, yeah just, just like shove his tongue now. inside of Nell in front of Lana. Yeah, he he. Oh no no no! He gave her uh, reorganizing uh, tips on oh, how to move the right, chair. That's right. She je- he just came into town. He's like, oh yeah, coffee shop. You own this. There's a couple things you could do bro, yeah. to make it better. Dean's the best. Meanwhile, while you're uh, thinking about that stuff, let me tongue let me tongue your uh, aunt right now, and um, and then I'll put a ring on it. Make sure you're watching. And now you're my family, Lana. And now you're gonna move in with. You're me. gonna love this shit. Can't wait to go to Metropolis with you. Yeah, so uh, Dean thinks it'd be a great idea to come to Metropolis, all of us. And Nell said, yes, without Lana's approval. How do you feel about that, dude? Hey, can you just pause for me real quick here? <laughs> so I I just got to mention this. Granted, Lana is 15 years old. So in a way, Nell is the adult. I always believe these 15-year-old kids, if they get out of line, you whip them. Mm-hmm. But this scene is a little bit different for me. And the reason being, when it comes to Nell telling Lana the situation, there is no, hey, do you want to be a part of that horse club that you love so much? It's, hey, you're going to move. So if you want to be a part of it, it's going to be right down the street, whether you want it to be or not. There is no even considering Lana's feelings where, again, I usually don't agree with Lana. Come on, we got a Lana button now. But this situation, Nell is an asshole. Nell is truly just telling the girl that she adopted, hey, I'm going to start a new family with this guy, and we're just going to bring you along. Oh, you don't want to come because all your friends, everything is here? Uh, too bad. Cry me a river. You're like 15 years old. You don't have anything going for you. Oh, you have a coffee shop? Oh, shove it up your ass. And you know, yeah, she she really roasted her, man. She has a she lot was like, you going know, on here. You ain't shit, Lana, you know, like, <laughs> you're just part of this family, so what? So get over it. <laughs> We're moving. What? Oh, you know what? I didn't ask. Now, I will say, she did grow up there. I guess it would be, it kind of be a bad time, sophomore year. Yeah, it'd be a bad yeah, time. Yeah, this would be an awful time. It'd be time, an awful time. Especially when you just got that contract with Lex. Yeah. You've had so many things go in and out with this year already. Come on. This is just adding to the pile. You have so much Clark drama. You got a lot of drama happening. It's too much drama. Too much drama. But you should love this shit. 
Uh, yeah. You know what? No, because it's involving again. This is a lot of old people drama, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> and so we're back at the Ken house, and Martha was talking about, oh, I can't even get through the summer hole. They're worse than the IRS. And of course, they're just talking about like, oh, we can't get a hold of them. They, like the, I guess they're not gonna. They don't. Maybe they don't have them. You can't just. And what does John say here? He's like, well, son, you know. You can't just go over there ripping doors and stuff and run over to Metropolis. Didn't he do that last episode? He went to a testing facility, ripped doors apart. Clark did, though. Yeah. And now Jonathan is having to tell Clark, hey, you can't just keep doing that. That's the one piece of advice. No, you didn't say keep. You just like, you can't start doing that. No, no, I know, because Clark's a liar. But that's the thing about this family is that you're allowed to lie, lie to each other as long as somebody doesn't know a little tidbit of it. Because the moment somebody reveals a little bit of that lie... Time to tell you everything. you got to tell them everything. It's the rules of the Kent house. That is what we have figured out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Good family. Oh, yeah. Secret secrets are fun in the Kent house. <laughs> but what I'm loving is that John is still just going, Hey, Clark, you can't just constantly use your powers to break into crap and then just take whatever you want. Yeah, because then you are a criminal. you got to at least have some type of plan... Clark, once again in this episode, pisses me off because he's dumbfounded, Joseph. What do you mean? What do you mean I can't do that? (laughs) Dad, I can't break in, huh? Dad, I don't know if you know this, but I literally can do all those things. Am I dumb or you dumb? (laughs) Like, and John is, uh, hey, do you want people to know what you can do? Because if you do, then please. Reveal it to everybody. Because that's what I feel like Clark does do in this episode, is at least eight new people know that he has powers. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're just going to let them all live, (laughs) and we're just going to let them all walk away, and everyone's fine. Yeah, we need need some of them to get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I just want you to leave. And so, we show up to, it looks like a pretty sedated Ryan, back at the Summerhole facility. He got that Oxycontin. He's got that, uh, yeah, Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Content. Oh, wait. Can you pause real quick? Yeah, of course. I, got, I just got to say this. So, Jonathan says, all right, Clark, we need a plan. You know what Clark's plan is? I'm going to go to the receptionist. Yeah, and I'm going to ask her, hey, you know a kid, Ryan James? I know he called here. Tell me, tell me the information now. What do you mean he's not here? I know he's here. How do you know that, sir? I just know it. The cops have been here twice. You know what? Show me Ryan. <laughs> I'm not the cops. <laughs> Do you see me? I am 15. My name's Clark Kent. I demand Ryan now. I'm basically his older brother. I'm basically his older brother. They're what? looking at him. Leave. What an argument he has here. The receptionist is literally looking at him like, "Do you? where are your parents? Yeah, child. Yeah, Let have- me talk. Next? Who's next? I would be like, go away. I have a meeting. What are you doing here? I'd be like, dude, get this big-ass 15-year-old out of my side. He's about to cause some ruckus. So, yeah, he's like, I want to talk to someone in charge. And, of course, conveniently, Dr. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, uh, I think it's Dr. Garner. Garner. Yeah. Dr. Garner. And he's so polite. just such a nice guy to Clark. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, what can I do to help? Well, um... I'm looking for my friend Ryan. He's like, well, we're a research facility. We don't take patients. Idiot. Listen, listen, he called me from this place. I know that he's here. Clark, listen, you can't. This is the real world. 
This isn't like some, well, I got a phone call, so now I'm right. Do you have any proof? Why don't these people understand? I need proof. You work with the mystery gang. You understand in order to reveal the villain, you need something to back it up. So what Clark does end up finding, though, is a list of rooms yeah. of where people or whatever what, is in yeah, that room. I, what is it that it says? Restricted. Parapsychology? Yes. Third floor, second floor, and then, of course, the Third one. floor, and it's restricted, so there's no level. By the way, that means every other floor is open for business. That is the one area that, that is restricted. Because mm-hmm. I'm... Come on, you're in a facility that's already doing experiments on a child. That's the one room that's restricted. Mm-hmm. Kiss my ass. <laughs> and of course, uh, Clark finds the room conveniently. There's only one restricted room. Only one. Yeah, only one. And Ryan's there, still sedated. He's like, "Oh my god, Clark! Oh my god! Uh, I can't believe you came!" <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, I love you like so much. He's like, so he's like happy. drooling. He's like drooling on his way out. It's like, no evidence. <laughs> They're going to find a trail of saliva. Um, but yeah, so Clark just, just completely assaults the hey, assistant. By the way, so the assistant knows. And obviously, that facility has cameras. Right. <laughs> so, how many It doesn't have- make sense. This is also going to point out to why I think Sheriff Ethan is a little... <laughs> reaching a certain spectrum as i'll say i'm not sure remedial could be remedial that's mm-hmm. what you're saying that he was in the remedial courses at at the cop a small academy go smallville academy smallville how did he become sheriff who does he know i'm telling you <laughs> He maybe was like he was part of the family, like the only one who had the hardest time. And hey, we gotta promote somebody. In and the family. it was like his great uncle, who was like the commissioner, and uh, someone like that. Because uh, didn't uh, what happened the previous year? The previous year, didn't they die or something? Uh, during during the meteor, during the meteor. Was accident. it that? I thought that's what it was. Because no. Ethan was a deputy at one point. Yeah, I thought he died during that. Either way, it was more like. Oh no! It's still got to be in the family. Who do we have left? Ethan. Well, oh. not the worst choice. <laughs> they wait out a couple hours. Like, nah, we'll give it to him. Does he have his helmet? <laughs> He's like the Kelso. He's the Kelso of the Cop Academy, dude. We can't tell you until you put your helmet on. <laughs> it's like, oh. And so now we go to the mansion. This is the funniest scene on planet Earth. And you got some hot cocoa being served up by Lex. I would love some hot cocoa. That looks so delicious. It does look good. It's a big ass smoke yeah. too. I was like, this, but okay, Lex wants him to stay up all night apparently. Yeah, because he wants to be able to talk comic books all night. That's like, he's like, Ryan's here. Yes, he's like, oh, Ryan, did you see? Did you see the plaques that I pulled up? Hey, that Ryan, I, put up? I heard you were in town. <laughs> Look what I did in my office. Look what I did. All right, so but what Ryan does in this scene, this is why I want to acknowledge. This is the first time he oh. brings up his aunt mm-hmm. on what occurred. So what Ryan says whenever Lex and Clark ask, because Lex, uh, yeah, what happened to your aunt? He says, well. I started getting the headaches. I wasn't able to. I had the nosebleeds. So she started taking me to hospitals. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Bills were piling up. Dr. Gardner then came to my aunt, offered her money to then take care of me, 
where she essentially sold Ryan to him, where now he is able to be experimented on with Dr. Gardner. That's right. The one thing I need people to hold on to right now is how Ryan just said his aunt gave him up for the bills and the money. Mm-hmm. Hold on to that for me. That's right. And I remember, I remember the next one, too. So, <laughs> But, yeah, so he tells that story, and they're like, oh, man, it must have been hard. And, of course, Lex asks, Ryan, what were they treating you for? And he's about to answer. Yeah, he's and about to fully say He's about to tell him, too, because you know what? I think he trusts Lex right now. Exactly, and he would be able to read Lex's mind and think that Lex would be trying to use this to his advantage if he was trying to be back. And I will say, my theory basically could be broken right now because if he trusts Lex, and that means Lex has nothing behind Summerholt. Yeah, because Lex would be hiding other things, like what his father does to him and like tells him. <laughs> I just love the theory, like, oh, man. Clark told me about Ryan. I can't wait to put these plaques up. Man. Yes! Oh yes. God, we're gonna stay up! Yeah, I get to stay up all night. I've been having to deal with blind-ass dad. I get to have someone to talk to and actually look at comics with. Finally, somebody that can actually see the artwork. Yeah, dad, you want me to read to you again? Can't, can't read wait. yourself? Give me your little device. Me, 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 me. And so Clark tries to cover up revealing Ryan's secret. And it's like... This is hilarious to me. This is Why, why I love wouldn't this you let him say it? I'm, but this is why it's freaking hilarious. So whenever Clark pretty much stops Ryan from revealing it and says, Oh, they were just needing to uh, run some tests on him. Just check on him. Mm-hmm. Lex is like, you know what, Clark? Can I see you in the other room? So you immediately think like, oh, Lex is about to rip some ass because Clark is lying. Clark in trouble, baby. Clark is lying to him. Lex is about to get after him. Mm -hmm. And so before that, though, before Clark gets up, Ryan's about to tell him something. He's like, hey, Clark. And he looks like he's about to just ball out. Just ball out. What was he going to tell him? I don't know. Yeah. But I have I have some theories for later. Okay. We could talk about this later. Because I'm actually curious. It could be I feel like it could be multiple things here. Alright. So he says never mind now. Yeah, he's like, never mind, Clark. Yeah, whatever. Clark then walks into the hallway where Lex doesn't give a shit that Clark didn't say anything about what they were doing to it's Ryan. Completely- Instead it's dude, you kidnapped a kid, brought him to my home. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I'm sitting there going, holy shit, Lex is right. Oh, my God. Yeah, Lex. he's like not even he's not even concerned, yeah. like, okay. About any secret. He, it's like as if, like, that was in the back of his mind the whole time. And then once Clark spoke and kind of just, like, pissed him off for yes, doing that, he was like, out. holy shit. You know what? Let me actually talk to you for a second because you're the dumbest idiot kid I know right now. And I hate that I'm going to back, back you up right now, too. <laughs> He's so mad right now, and I just love it because... And Clark's even like, oh, dude, thanks so much for letting me have him stay, man. My parents would have freaked, bro. He's like, yeah, kidnapping has that effect on people, Clark, you dumbass. He's like... And Clark's immediately like, oh. He's like, why... Why, why are you trying confused. to hide that look? He's once again confused, Joseph. And he even somewhat says, like, he buys what Clark told him. He's like, why would you take him if they were just keeping him for observation? Yeah. It's like, you're pissing me off. There's no way. Like, give me a better reason. Maybe I'd be less mad, you know? Because if you told him, oh, yeah, they're doing some brain shit on me because I can do this, Lex. And he... <laughs> Is where you just weren't expecting it. It's truly hilarious. This comes out like an adult having to tell a child, What are you 
You you can't. Like, you truly messed there up just now. laws. Yeah. Laws. You know who'd be ripping some ass right now? Lex is kind of being, just being chill about it, dude. John would be ripping some ass right now. Oh, John would be. You know, no, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree entirely. You want to know why? John would be like, oh my God, my favorite son has come home. <laughs> Yo, you said you took him? <laughs> Yo, he's, well, where's he at, man? I'm trying to see him. He's mine, right? Yeah. It's like Casper. Hey, Martha, make sure Clark's okay. I'll go hang out with Ryan. Make sure he's good. <laughs> They're gone for two hours. <laughs> Where'd y'all go? Hey, we just got done at the town. We got some <laughs> ice cream. Yeah, ice cream, yo. Like Hung he's out got, with Chloe and He's Pete. helping me out on the farm tomorrow. <laughs> Clark, I don't need you tomorrow, I don't think. You're good. But yeah, and so even Clark's trying to still throw the pity party. He's like, you know, it's, you know, they're just experimenting on him. You know, I felt bad, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, dude, you abducted a minor. You don't understand that I am in trouble just as much as you right now. Huh? <laughs> He's like, well, fine, Lex. I'll go somewhere else then. I know he throws the kid. He throws it. He pouts. Clark yes. literally pouts. Yes. He's like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't have bothered you then. Sorry. Sorry I bothered you with my friendship. <laughs> yes. That's what this is. And again... Clark is wrong. And he does express, too. I'm dumb because he says, I'm sorry. I didn't think this through. Damn right you didn't think this through. You know what? I'm not even buying that. He's just an asshole in this scene because he knows that, all right, I just got to play the victim and then Lex will forgive me. Lex, you love me, right? You said you we wish we were brothers last episode. Him <laughs> Come on, Lex. I'm you sad. said we were brothers, right? You wish we were brothers? And he's like... Um, so how did you get out again? No one saw you. I'm just lucky. <laughs> oh. God, I would hate this kid. Yeah. Uh, His lies are terrible. I hope your luck doesn't run out tomorrow. Clark is awful in this episode <laughs> where people have actually made strong arguments for Clark to just come out, dude, take a step here, let's be mature together, let's start growing up. Yeah. Clark says no. Yeah. And Lex is like, no, he can stay just for a night. I'll talk to some lawyers tomorrow. Go home. And Clark comes home <laughs> to the sheriff, his parents, and Dr. Garner. And they happen to be in the kitchen where obviously we can see that John has a blue piece of paper in his hand, which happens to be a search warrant. They were able to get that search warrant quicker than they were for Byron's house, where they were legitimately torturing a child. <laughs> and also, it's completely obvious that with the search warrant that they have now, is that um, there was clearly cameras. They clearly knew it was Clark. They, yes. They showed the cop. Yes. Restraining yes. order, moving yes, moving fast. And, of course, it just goes back to Clark saying, oh, yeah, no one saw me. I guess I got lucky. No, everyone saw you. <laughs> Everybody saw you in that They were facility. literally in the security area like, oh, hey, he's take, taking that kid. And then gone hey, at some point. Hey, Clark, do you remember when you talked to the uh, the little assistant there at the front and then you hit the other assistant in the hallway? Did you not think that they would maybe communicate with each other? Kidnapping like, assault. Who, who, would, who would do this? Was it another <laughs> random guy that just showed up in our facility demanding to see a child that we said we did not kidnap? Was there anybody else there that would have some type of motive, Clark? Or is it only you? It's only him. And so even the doctor's throwing out commands out here because Ethan, like I said, pushover, is like, arrest this kid for kidnapping now. 
No one makes a move. And Clark's like, give me till tomorrow morning. It's like, you're... By the way, if I'm that doctor, no. Yeah, I want him now. now. Yeah, go Go get get him. him. (laughs) Yeah. I got time, man. Dude, I am not playing around. I got nothing but time. You don't, but I do. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just wait. I might take a nap on your couch. I'll wait. But to your other point, listen. No matter if you bought a child off the side of the road and say that you have a contract that says that child is yours, if the child is crying and the child is saying, no, this man hurts me, I don't want to go with him, I don't think you're going to be standing there as a sheriff going, all right, well, he's got to go. He's got to go. You got to go with him. He beats me. Listen, you got to go with him. You just got to get out of here, man. Do you want me to hit you? I might. Go with him. <laughs> Dude. Oh, Ethan just pissed me off. I don't episode. think he knows the law. I can't wait for the morning because that scene is great with Ethan. No, no, no. I think Ethan is fantastic in this scene for being able to bring the doctor to the Kent's home this late in the evening. Because <laughs> we're truly thinking that, what, 10, 11 p.m.? Could be. Yeah, because he just got done having his I don't know, it was run. midday, remember, when he was, they were talking about, oh, you can't just be going to rip doors down in that place. I don't know, maybe it was like 6 o'clock or something. He kidnapped Ryan in the middle of the day? Probably. Well, after the school day, because he was at home. Okay, if he kidnapped Ryan in the middle of the day, he deserved to be caught. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it was like probably not even closing time. Maybe it was. Maybe it was like he 6 or 7 p.m. to hide himself. Nope. <laughs> and of course... Oh, give me till tomorrow morning. And then morning comes, and he brings Ryan to the house. God. And look at this long hug oh John God. gives him, dude. John has the biggest smile on his face because he's... Have you seen him any happier since the first Ryan episode? No, because <laughs> Ryan even tried to stick his hand out being like, Oh, I need respect, John. Here's my hand to shake it. Yeah, right, you son of mine. <laughs> Get over here, you. He's like, nah, dude, we're past the handshakes, yeah. bro. Like, give me a kiss. <laughs> hey, you want to go fishing? <laughs> yeah, Clark doesn't really like yeah. fishing anymore. He sucks. He sucks. I've had to deal with Pete, too. He knows his secret. God, I never wanted that to happen. Hey, Ryan, just call me dad. Yeah, tried to have a best friend named Roger. He's dead. <laughs> Everyone's dead around So me. I'll take the other R, Ryan. I'm glad you're back, son. Let's go to my screen. And so he's, and of course, <laughs> and Ryan's reading his mind already. He's like, "Hey, Mister Ken, don't be mad. Don't be mad at Clark. He was trying to help me." All Jonathan wants to do is beat the shit out of Clark. Yeah, he's just thinking about it, like, God damn it, I'm so glad he didn't Ryan's listen here. to him. He did everything against what Jonathan said to do, and Clark just did it his own. I I'll- will say. Clark is just being a 15-year-old dick in this episode. <laughs> I love Ryan just spilling the beans like, oh, yeah, you should have seen how he just totally assaulted that uh, that assistant over there, that trainee or whatever. He weighed like 300 pounds. Not Crazy. 300. Well, maybe. He's exaggerating. <laughs> a little. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to puke. <laughs> um, yeah, I broke him out. It was no big deal. Ja- John, you still mad? And, yeah, again... Once we're talking about the law here. Well, we don't have a lot to stand on here, Clark, considering you went the wrong way about it, decided to kidnap a child, and now the person you kidnapped the child from is demanding him. We don't really have much of a leg to stand on. We have to turn you back in. Yeah. Bye. But he beats me. Well, Clark kidnapped you. I beat Clark, so it's really no big deal. You want me to go and get the belt and see? (laughs) And so, what does Martha ask here? This is your second part, bro. Martha asks, how did you end up in Summerholt? And what Ryan answers with is this time around it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. He then says that he revealed 
his powers to his aunt and him revealing his powers to his aunt even though she was a good person he wants to stress on well you but you mean he him uh you mean because he says dr garner told my aunt that there was something wrong with my brain oh yes no no but that's not why she was freaked out with him and gave Mm -hmm. him up that's where she found out about his ability Mm -hmm. and it freaked her out but she was still a good person so don't hold that against her she just didn't know how to handle it so she eventually gave me to the doctor ryan killed his aunt nah ryan i think he willingly went with the doctor no no no. he killed his aunt how i don't know there's no way he could either the aunt didn't exist to begin with or he killed she did exist because there she's in the episode the last one he killed her he didn't kill her he killed her nah why is he telling two different stories on what happened why is he telling that at first it was because she couldn't pay the bills is why she gave him up. Now she is saying... Well, it's Clark be- was... Remember, Clark was trying to cover up the whole thing. Yeah. What is he... And so Ron's going to be like, well, I guess I can't tell Lex, so I'm going to tell him that, uh, you know, just the bills piled on. No. Yeah. I'm not believing that whatsoever, especially when I think I think Ryan willingly went with the doctor, and so it helped his aunt out because she wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. She gets money for it to pay off the bills. He would have been able to read the doctor's mind, though. There's no way in the doctor's mind it's rainbows and fairies being like, this is a good idea. I'm going to take care of you, Well, he just, he just knows that he's doing experimentation on him and research. He doesn't know. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill this kid. No, he's not. They don't, they don't even know what's killing him, bro. So, so, wait. You're trying to tell me that the doctor had positive thoughts when going to see Ryan? I did not say that at and all. And Ryan is saying... You know what? I trust this I'm man. I'm just saying that he's like, how would he... Because he's not lying. Yeah, we can do experiments on your son see yeah. if we can find a cure. But it's not like it would be... From the way this doctor acts, Ryan should have been able to read his mind immediately and be like, oh, this guy's a bad person. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe it didn't get really bad until, like, the experiments. But also, I'm telling you, he's just saving right. his aunt here. So, he's going to save so his aunt another, and go with the So I have the another doctor. theory then for you. She just completely sold him. And he can't accept it. Hmm. She just completely gave him up. And he can't accept it, so he makes up the lies, which is why he defended her. She's still a good person. It's like the Prince of Egypt story, exactly. bro. Exactly. He gets sold. Yes. And then he he finds his family later on. Oh, and, and it's, it's like, like, I love you. I love y'all. But no, you sold me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly my other theory. Like, you won't talk ill will. Like, he gets it, you know? It's But there's no... I buy that one more, that she sold him. there's still no way I can believe that, oh... She just gave him to me, and I just, like, when, like, he chose it. I just can't. She ain't dead, bro. I would hope she's dead. I would hope, again, telekinesis. He developed an ability that he didn't know he had powers of. Something happened. It's telepathy, bro. No, he had telekinesis. You know why? Because it's Jean Grey. Maybe he had the Phoenix Force in him. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. DC, Dark Crisis, it could do it. So, of course, in that... <laughs> Chill. Hold on to that dark Ryan multiverse. Ryan James comes back. I'm going to get into the dark multiverse again here later on. Don't oh, you my worry. God. And so Ryan shows or expresses how, oh, the cops come. Ethan's here. Sheriff Ethan's back with the doctor. They're pulling up. And they all go outside. They have Ryan. They the, pull up. The doctor then steps up and is like, all right, come on, Ryan. You're coming with me. Clark and Jonathan immediately step forward and be like, hey, no, the kid does not want to go with you whatsoever. Yeah, can't you see he doesn't want to go with you? Why would we do that? And 
And Clark, dude, I just don't understand. Like, how could anyone take this serious? You know, I understand he's big, but it's like, dude, he's 15. <laughs> There's a guy with a gun behind me. A 15-year-old is going to tell me what to do, though. That's right. Problem is, Jonathan has proven that he'll take a shotgun to somebody in this town. So I'm going to be kind of weary about it. Ethan probably warned the doctor, being like, listen... John has been known to kind of lose it. I was about to say, you could give props yeah. to John on that end, bro, because, like, you got to be a dumb idiot to be confronting John, bro. We've been seeing him doing some irrational things. This man popping over to people, about to take a shotgun to the bank. You really want to mess with this dude? He could have been the guy at the bowling alley in the other Ryan episode. Oh, I completely agree. If you ever probably took Martha away from him, he would probably turn into shotgun to the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This would be some type of villain story. Kill Martha. <laughs> yeah. He, this would be a Superman he, killing Lois like, Lane. This is the injustice. It's like John Wayne goes, or sorry, John Wick goes and smashes the basement cement, just hits, gets that case of weapons, and he pulls out that, that sawed off, bro. And he's about to go to town. Literally, to the town of Smallville. I, I at least like that Jonathan is able to step forward and not just give up his favorite son so willingly. <laughs> but the doctor... Says he, he says I have paperwork. Man. I am Ryan's legal guardian. Listen, he signed this in blood. You ever seen We're Back with the Dinosaurs? <laughs> this is the same contract that we sign. Um, Ethan is truly like, um, yeah, he's right. Jonathan, listen, people are some type of pink slip. You can't just be like demanding that we're just gonna hand him over just because you have paperwork. Ethan's like, oh, well, maybe he's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. Well, does this paper mean anything? Huh. He's going Dude, it's like, I don't understand. Ethan, do your job. Well, then it's like, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Ken, I don't want to have to reveal to everybody that your boy ended up kidnapping Ryan. So unless you don't want me to get Ethan to arrest him right now, you're going to back off. Yeah, you want to lose one or two today? Ethan gets his handcuffs you. All right, looks like I'm about to arrest him. Well, I guess this helps me decide what I'm going to do. I'll get my handcuffs He's out. He's about to arrest Clark. And looks who comes on. Beep, 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 beep. Comes honking in. Mr. Lex Luthor. Why did he honk that horn? Um, He just <laughs> needed to make sure that the handcuffs weren't put on yet. Why did he have that horn? And of course he's like, he just interrupts the conversation at perfect time and to say, ah, before you do anything, because I heard you from the gate back there. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. Um, This means restraining order. Because the doctor beats Ryan and tortures him. So another judge in Metropolis decided to sign off on an agreement that unless there's some type of investigation, we are not going to hand him over so willingly. So they will be investigated. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah? Well, Clark still needs to go down for kidnapping. Lex then immediately turns Got a countersuit ready to go tomorrow. Because guess what? I'm going to have to ask the question and everyone's going to ask, why was there a child in your facility and why were you have him tied up with wires, torturing him and bleeding from the nose and why is he crying every time he's around you? Exactly. You lost. <laughs> Bye. Which game do you want to play? Oh, and here's a spoiler alert. Last time we ever see the doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the episode. See you go, later, doctor. Going home, by the way. Episode's only 20 minutes long. Everybody go home. <laughs> And Clark's all like the little little shit eating grin over there, and like, yeah, yeah, that's right, my boy Lex, help me out. And then of course the doctor's like, this isn't over. Clark, your rich friend saved you today. 
I'll be back. Does he come back? Does he come back later on? Can't remember. What do you mean? Don't remember? You don't Can't. remember Doctor Gardner? Uh, you mean like in a later episode? Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be some Doctor Gardner, because what now this episode turns into, and I'm sorry to say, folks, is that this podcast is now going to turn into something that maybe people don't like, because this is maybe the worst half of an episode I've ever seen in my life. No, 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 no. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. What do you mean? We are now at a surprise <laughs> welcoming party. For Ryan. What? And Chloe then runs up and says, Hey, Ryan. Oh, my God. Welcome back. We're so excited. I have all-you-can-eat pistachio ice cream ready to go for you. Does he even like pistachio ice cream? Yeah, what if he was allergic? Uh, Did she even ask what ice cream that he wanted, or did she get something that she wanted? Oh, I think Ryan will really love this. What? And why pistachio? Yeah, and then, of course, uh, yeah, I'm so glad you're back. And Lana's over like, (gasps) (laughs) Ryan, can't wait till you're like four years older. (laughs) Oh, hey, Clark. (laughs) Clark. Still kind of mad at you from a couple episodes ago. Lana's looking good this episode, though. Of course she is, dude. When is she not? Man, there's some episodes. No, right. no, no, there's no, no, some no, episodes. No, 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 no. All right, you know what? We'll get into them later. All right, yeah, sure. Herbie episodes. Yeah, herps. Oh. <laughs> well, it's different. That's up close, dude. From far away. Also, she just gave Ryan herpes. Yeah, completely on his cheek. He's gonna be able to get that. And Ryan's just like boner patrol over here. What if? Wow, she- never been kissed on the cheek before. Is that like his second one ever? Lana's only given him the first one? Well, the good news is is that as whenever people then walk away, he's like, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Chloe and Lana walk away. Clark, you knew about this party, didn't you? About a half block back, I knew what was happening. But you know what? That kiss was so worth it, even though I hate pistachio ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely not eating that shit. (laughs) Why did she buy it? Unless it's her favorite. What a selfish ass. Dude, is that you right there? Okay. Is that you? As that singer right there? Okay. There is no way. <laughs> That's you, bro. No. That's I, you. I swear, you're wearing like same necklace no. type and the well, shirt same color, dude. Necklace and, like, type you just need shirt. a little longer hair, bro. That's you, dude. No, dude. You're I'm, that guy who just plays the acoustic guitar all the time. No, see. Uh, I got a band. A lot of people compare me to Ryan Reynolds these days. No, no, no. no. You said you were the rocker one time. Yeah, I know. So this fits. Yeah, I know, but. Uh, I was compared to recently Ryan Reynolds, so that's you're what... far from it, buddy. No, no, no. You were there though. You were there when somebody did tell me this. So I'm not gonna let this go until you tell the audience that somebody called me this. Don't you? No, 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 no. no. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna. Not helping you on that one. What? Not because you don't need it. No one needs to support this. It didn't happen. He's lying. You're stabbing me in the back, you son of a bitch. You were there. Where's my Dude. wife? I'm going to get my wife. Dude, you'll have people, maybe if they really want to comment, they'll say, no, it's true. It's true. I was there. I was there. But, um, oh God, so we're not going to talk shit. about Pete and Chloe just hanging over there in the corner by themselves. They might as well be holding hands, dude. No, we have m- something much bigger to talk about. <laughs> and this is where we are now going to get into the dark multiverse. Oh, so, God. Pete then walks up to the table with Clark and Ryan. They mm-hmm. happen to be sitting there, and Ryan then says, Hey, Pete, I want to thank you. Well, what is he thanking him for? Well, Pete's mom co-signed with another judge in Metropolis 
for that restraining order for Ryan. Last episode, Judge Ross, we were saying so one of Pete's family members happens to be the judge. So here's also my why I am questioning this and why this is now turning into the dark multiverse. We have two different Pete's. What do you mean by dark? We have two different Pete's. No, no, dark multiverse because that's what DC has where it's the Batman who laughs. And I love that. Okay. I'm going to have to. Red Death. Come on, shout outs here. Shout outs. <laughs> but my point to you is on there has to be two different Pete's here. You can even com- compare it to a Rick and Morty. This is not the same person as hmm. season one because unless everything you said on the reason you hated Lex is a lie. With the cream corn factory of your parents having problems, everything that you said is in fact then a lie on why you were upset with Lex. Because if your parent, one of them, is a judge and your family was also able to sell the factory, meaning they had some type of return, Pete, you weren't struggling at all. Well, I'll tell you this right now. If the judge is from Metropolis, I don't think Pete's family, parents, are going to live in Smallville. Second... What if the judge is, like, the mom's sister or brother-in-law? She, the, the mom is the judge. Mom's nah. Judge. She can't co-sign, she's co-signing with the judge. What is she co-signing in? The, I guess the support she of the- She a lawyer? Dude, I don't what know. What is she then? You you can't say she's co-signing a restraining order, she has nothing to do with law. You can't have just a random-ass person co-sign. Mm. She has to be something in the legal but, department. But see, the, it, I don't think it's his parents, so... I don't think his parents... He said mom! I don't think... You, I know, I'm saying, I don't think the judge is his parent. No, 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 no. I'm saying his mom is a judge as well. I'm saying there's two judges involved here. No. It's either his mother's a judge, his or mother's she, a lawyer. Which one? Maybe attorney. But my point to you then still stands. You nah. weren't struggling. Nah, it's You're a, a liar. The judge Pete. in Metropolis is like a sister or brother-in-law. It doesn't matter. His mother went to law school. His mother's making just the fine amount of money. It's a small town, bro. Maybe cosigns work differently. What do you mean maybe cosigns Small work courts in- process? What, have a random person you find on the street to sign? Yeah, hey, Mr. Hobo Man, can you please sign my cosign? I am trying to prove that someone's getting abused. And of course... He walks away. By the way, they said Judge Ross last episode. That's right. So that's Ju- Judge Ross. It's Judge. No, no, no. Yeah, see, you know. And so P walks away, and Ryan's like, hey, P knows your secret, Clark. Dude, such panic here. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, why are you panicking? Somebody's like, it's all right, man. I told him. Like, chill, chill out. So I didn't think that this was that big of a deal, though. As far as how Ryan's reaction is of like, oh, my God, Pete knows. And then Clark immediately says... Yeah, he does know. I told him. Well, don't worry, Clark. I'm about to make you feel awful about telling him. Did you know that Pete is so nervous about knowing your secret that he's constantly panicking and worrying that he's going to tell somebody? I might slip up and Clark get found out. Um, And then he gets experimented on. Why why would Ryan tell Clark that? Because he wants to make him panic. Okay, he wants somebody to feel the pain that he feels. So he is then using that in order to abuse Clark with it. Where then Lana, thankfully, comes up with, what, two pieces of cake? It looked like a salad. <laughs> hey, Clark, you don't need any cake. You've been catching a few pounds. Hey, fat ass. Here's a salad. Give these two to him. None for you. You ate half of it over there already. You don't get any pistachio ice cream. Here's right. Yeah, Here's yeah, she brought it. <laughs> she brought it, and he's like, damn it, I forgot they had that. I don't want that. 
and of course, uh, and of course, Lana brings that, turns around, and Ryan's like, "Dude, Lana's moving to Metropolis, Clark." Okay, Ryan, he's invading everyone's yes, mind. Yes, and his his ability, it was great in the first. Like, what episode. are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What is going on? <laughs> it's so overdone. Where it's Ryan, you got to stop. Stay out of people's heads. Just stop. I, I can't. It's like he's drinking coffee. Mind, mind. Stop. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's weird. He's like, oh, I just love this power so much. <laughs> and don't you love what Clark's reading in this next scene? We're in the barn. Oh, he's reading the idiot guide to understanding your brain. This is twice he's done this. Okay. With two different topics. And what just, was the first one? How to love or some shit? I thought it was the men are from Mars, uh, women are from Venus. That was one. There's another one, There's too. Another. He did it like for dummies. He did do it for dummies. I'm trying to remember he what it was. Oh, dude. <laughs> All right. Somebody put it in the comments then for us. Damn it. I got to mention this, though. To your point about him automatically doing this, though, again. Joseph, he is Ben Stiller from Dodgeball on this scene. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll have to catch your brain. You read, too. You're reading the dictionary? <laughs> like, you, I like to break a mental sweat. He urgently called Lana over in order for him to then start reading the brain book while mm-hmm. she rushes over because she thinks something serious has happened. Hey, Lana, got to talk to you. Is this ASAP really urgent? It's like flipping, flipping through the pages. All right, all right, now I got to sit on the couch. Shh. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, ooh. Dims the, puts the candles what on. Is, what is this? It's like, oh. Hey, Lana. I wish she was learning magic. Forgot you were coming. You called me five minutes ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I live next door, Clark. <laughs> I could literally just put some shoes on and walk over. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, um, he wants to show that he's smart. And he is a little bit smart in this scene, I guess, even though he makes it so obvious where he is just teeing himself up in order for Lana to be able to reveal that she is, in fact, moving to Metropolis. Mm-hmm. So at first, how do we start the conversation, Joseph? Let's bring up Ryan. Yeah. Let's talk about how's Ryan doing. You should see him, Lana. He's just not doing that well. Yeah, he bled so much. It's just been such a rough time. You know what, Lana? I I think that I think I'm worried a little bit more than I should. Well, thank God he has you, Clark. You know what? Seems like I just try so hard, but yet it's just not getting to where it needs to be. Yeah. Don't worry, Clark. I know how that is. Whoa, hey, Lana. Are you okay, though? Like, all of this is just a bunch of crap. Like, you seem a little preoccupied. Yes. Like, um, she looked normal. She looked normal. All he did was just have Ryan tell him. Where then when he does bring it up, though, Lana completely panics. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm- <laughs> she laughs, too. She even laughs, like, hysterically weird. Like, it's a very weird laugh. And I would immediately be like, okay, something's wrong. <laughs> okay. Lana, now I know. Yeah, Clark even was nice about it. He was like, you know, Lana, I know we're not that close because I messed up, you know. I do like that he said that. Shout out to Clark. Shout out to Clark for acknowledging, all right, I don't want to step on toes. Please don't yell at me. Please don't yell at me. It's crazy because that's still in the back of his head, you know, even as he's talking to her every time, he's always just like, you know, damn, like, I got to be good. Joseph, this wasn't in the earlier episode that was brought in with the old people or the young lady who was kissing people that then killed them. Mm, I loved her so much. Yeah, because apparently in that episode, him and Lana were doing good in summer school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but... (laughs) They cheated off each other. Exactly. But now with Clark, 
finally we're getting back to they're not good red kryptonite is still in play finally there is no coming back from it i am standing for i like that because there's even like that yeah, guard that's that guard it's the wall dude there it's was the walls there. up man and he i love how he he, he slowly he breaches it. it again yeah he slowly he put a finger like, in a hole he made a hole <laughs> he made a peephole glory hole no, I said people. Not- Glory hole, dude. Come on. That was the perfect opportunity to say that. No. And I said it, and I'm keeping it. <laughs> not taking it away. You cannot. Everyone's going to laugh at that one, dude. I promise. I still say that he's at a peep level, not at a glory level. Hmm. You could make a case for it. I may hear out later. Maybe. Right. I'll maybe hear we'll it out We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Side combo. Sidebar. 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 And so Clark actually admittedly, he goes, you know, I know we're not that close anymore, but, you know, I'm still here because usually he always is. And it's like, you can talk to me about shit. And Lonnie, actually, you know what? I do want to talk about it. I need to open up right now. Does the classic turn away? Let me talk to the to the wood board, to the darkness in front of me, and then now turn back around to talk to who I'm actually talking to because that's the dramatic effect like these novellas like to do. I will say, though, it's not as a quick turnaround as the novellas. And this is why I'm actually not minding it. For once, Lana's right about her bitching. <laughs> For once. Oh, this is, this is pretty bad. This is awful where, Lana, I am on board with you. Like, yeah. I am completely understanding of, yeah, you have every right to be pissed at Nell. Mm-hmm. Screw Nell and Dean. They don't care about you. Plain yeah. and simple, Nell wants to start a life without you, or as how Lana puts it, a piece of luggage. She's like, adios, motherfucker! I got my guy. <laughs> We're going to be making out and doing it. We don't need you. Yeah, you know what? I remember you complaining about us being too loud. Well, you'll never hear us again. She's like Matilda. <sighs> Nell sucks now, dude. Dude, Nell is pretty bad after yeah. leaving Lex. And she then should if, stick with the young guys. Yeah. And <laughs> and of course, you know what? You know who's irrelevant right now? Is that boy Henry. What happened to him, huh? Oh, I'll be around, Lana. Yeah, we could try to figure this thing out. Joseph. I can't, she, can't go stay with Henry. She was so concerned. Like, <laughs> so giddy. For an entire, like, three days. About a dad. Potential dad. After he was like, I'm willing to test this. Okay, I'm not going to call you ever again. Playing hard to get. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know what's crazy? What I also like about this moment, too, is that Clark expresses his feelings on this. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't, Joseph. He misses it. He misses the spot. No, he expresses how, like, he's... I want you to stay. Joseph. And he's like being self. He's Joseph. taking that selfish no, part. He's no, taking. He's no, taking he's command, no, he's bro. Pause it. Pause it. And this what? is why. Pause. No, no, no. Play it. Play it. And I'll tell you what to pause. And this okay, is why. Okay, okay, okay. This is why. So he's going, and he says, when she walks away, don't go. Don't go to Metropolis, or what? Are you, you gonna, gonna kidnap, kidnap me too? too? She sets him up, bro. She sets him up. Play it. Nell shouldn't be able to dictate your <laughs> life without you wanting it to be. It doesn't feel right. No. Damn it. <laughs> no. That is not making the move, Joseph. That is blowing the move. <laughs> Dude. What? I have no rebuttal. No, I am so mad. I have no rebuttal. Because you're right. The don't go. It's there. She turns around. She's She's like, or oh, what? You're going to kidnap me too? He could have been like, if I have to. Joseph. If I have to, that simple. It was that simple. He put the T in the ground. And you know what? She puts a ball on the T. She put his balls on it. And she says, hit it. And you know what he says? 
I'm gonna come back. Huh? Later. <laughs> he picks the tea up and goes home. It he, was like that oh shit moment. It was like oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, nail sucks. You should not let her control your what? life. Yes, like, are you good? What if he was so high he forgot the reason why he was gonna tell her don't go? Joseph, if uh, if Lana says, are you gonna kidnap me too? Fuck yes, I am going to. <laughs> I'd be like yes. What do you mean? Like, I'm telling you, don't go. I want you here. You got all of us. I'll severely miss you. We should date. <laughs> Come on. At least acknowledge your feelings towards her instead. No, no, no. Listen to Nell. Screw the adults. Yeah, Nell sucks. Dean sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. <laughs> yes. Anyways. <laughs> I'm so pissed. He does miss his shot. I'm so. so mad. And that was to get over Red Kryptonite. Dude. God. Anger is just building. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's just... It's truly unfortunate because Clark could capitalize on these moments. But anyways, we got to get past this. Clark does suck. He's going to suck even more later. We have Mansion. We're back at Mansion. And of course, it's Ryan and Martha walking in. She's going to drop him off or something. I don't know what's going on here. I forgot why she's bringing him no, in. No, no, no. Uh, so Ryan has a doctor's appointment. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's and right, that's Martha right. is being like, all right, I'm going to bring you to work for a few hours before your doctor's appointment so I can get some work in. Ryan then acknowledges, hey, Mrs. Ken. You should probably tell Clark and John how much you love your job because they think you absolutely hate it. Um, Martha has to lie about loving her career slash John job. doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. My wife is successful. If I have to hear somebody say that out loud, <laughs> I'll beat the shit out of him. Even if he is my favorite son. God, you better not say she's doing well. Say she's making money. What did you say, Ryan? <laughs> Clark, handle him. <laughs> and so, what did you like this though? What Ryan says? Oh, that. it's like, hey, Martha, I know your secret. And she and he goes, why don't you tell Mister Ken and Clark? If They'd want to know if he really knew Martha's secret. By the way, which I can automatically assume, and I had imagined that you guess as well, pregnancy. What? I'm not going to confirm. Even though she's so old, I have no <laughs> idea how this is transpiring. I'm not going to confirm. It's probably dude. menopause. <laughs> hey, didn't you tell them your big <laughs> revolution in life or your evolution? It just reminds you of Kitty from that 70s show. <laughs> when she just starts drinking, like, I have my. I'm sorry. She's like, I'm menopause. not pregnant. <laughs> the menopause is kicking in. But yeah, she's like, I'm not pregnant. I have menopause. Well, thank God. <laughs> Dude, and yeah, so Ryan's too invasive. Big secret. I'm gonna read everyone's mind and another deepest, darkest secrets. And he does this a lot with Lex in this next scene. Yeah, way too much. Lex where, is disturbed. Yeah, because it's too much where he's picking up on it. So Martha then goes to do her work with Lionel, where then Lex is hanging out with Ryan, being like, "Hey, what's going on? Are you ready?" And Ryan- I was about to say this probably is equally maybe our favorite moment in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because whole scene. Because as soon as Lex comes, there's like, "Yeah, Martha, you're good. I'll take care of him." And Ryan's just like, "So, I think I could look at your Warrior Angel collection?" And Lex is like, "Depends, man. Your hands clean." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, this guy wants to nerd out right now." <laughs> Dude, he has them all ready to go. 
Ryan, come take a look at all of my issues. As you can see. And he had another plaque put up. Number one, Warrior Angel, June 1938, a.k.a. Action Comics number one, June 1938. That's right. Same Sup- cover. Same picture. Yes. Superman lived in the car. The first, it's literally an homage to the number one Superman. All right, so the only difference that you have in the cover is that we don't have somebody like turning around like screaming. Oh, and right. Instead, we just have them all. Because isn't there out. even a villain in it in the front? I don't think there's like a villain in the front of someone. No, I think he's more of saving somebody. Oh, from what I remember okay, okay. most positive. Maybe I'm wrong. We could probably bring it up. But here. it's very cool though. This is clearly yes. an homage to the number one action even comics. Spelling, Everything, ten dude. Cents, yep, ten cents. Mm-hmm. And this man got pristine copy in there. By the way, let's get into something a little comic book related here, let's just for it. thirty seconds. No, here. Let's do it. All right. So it's a big controversy here in the comic book world. Where an Action Comics number one was being sold. What I mean by that is the piece on the front cover that said N-O and 1 was graded by CGC and up for auction for somebody to buy. A piece of a cover, a piece of paper as big as a penny was up for sale from an original Action Comics number one. It went for, I believe, over 3000 a piece of paper that said number one and if that's a legit popular issue bro this man's sitting on a gold mine well he also says that he has two of every issue but number one ah so he no one touches that one exactly because he always has ones that he collects ones that he reads you know as a collector i'm not into that really you touch them all (laughs) Ah, that's true you got oh i want i'm sure he does he does that, too. But you can tell he's a collector. Well, no. If I was rich, I'd probably be doing the same. But, man, comics are expensive. Because you've even one. done the same things, bro. You get Listen, the, don't you judge get, me. You get the duplicates. You got the one that you barely touch. No. That's one's going to go in the plate. And then you give me the spare, dude. You've even done that to me no, before, bro. No, That was like a gift. No. It was like a Christmas no, no, gift. No no, 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 no. You're not comparing no, me. I'm not no, 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 I'm a true no, no, fan. No. I only buy one set. <laughs> And so, of course, he's showing them, just nerding out, mint condition. Ryan, are you hard as me right now? Did you hit puberty yet? <laughs> oh my God. But what I love is that we'll actually figure out later on, still not the rarest issue out of the set. Apparently. Yeah. And I love this. So he's like, dude, why did you start collecting? And he's like, why are you so into it? It's like, man, dude, I'm just like, you know. Things happen was, in my life. Yeah, I was bald when I was little, bro. I needed comics, man. Oh, you mean after your mom died? What? Where, where did you find that out? Yeah, and even he looks at him. He's like, um, "How did you know that?" Clark told me. Yeah, he's like Clark told me. He's like, "Okay." Does Clark about to be know? mad at Clark later. <laughs> about to be mad at Clark later. Cool. He's like, "All right, Ryan, back to the nerdy stuff. I'm gonna let you slide with that one, because Clark's gonna get he it later." Gives him a pass. He gives <laughs> yeah, him he a looks pass. at him. He's like, "Hmm, okay. I'm about to beat Clark." Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna beat Clark, not you." You tell him never want my personal life. What the hell, man? I just saved Ryan earlier. I, I let him stay with me. Hey, remember that guy who saved you? Guess what? His mom died. He started getting in really into comics. He'll probably show you those later. Thanks for telling me that, Clark. Love it. Good conversation starter. Um, <laughs> and, of course, that's when he shows them, you know, the whole collection. He has them all sprawled on the billboard. Dude, the pool table. He was ready for Ryan, well, bro. No, no. He was so ready for him. And what I love is that he even then goes into the explanation of it where he's then even saying it's all about the heroes and villains Whenever you grow older, you'll realize that not everything is so black and white. Oh, so you only read in gray? He's like, look, man, life is not a comic book. 
There's gonna be consequences. Sometimes How old you got Ryan. Sometimes you gotta get your hands. He's supposed to be like 14. He should know then, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that. Come on. And then look what what Lex says. He's like, "Well, you know, you gotta make compromises. You know, get your hands dirty sometimes." He's like, "That's what your father told you, bro. Why are you listening to your father? It doesn't mean he's right." What? <laughs> Strike number two, dude. Yeah, I'm like who? Okay, and it's like, and then Lex is even like, "Dude, you are either crazy intuitive or um, probably gonna say you're reading my mind." Um, sorry, headache. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, Ryan gets. Ryan is actually legit getting a headache right now, bleeding all over the collection. By the way, I would be so mad. I'd be like, dude, get the issue. Away. Dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Slapping him around or something? He's like, guard, guard. Lex, Lex shoves him out of the way. What the hell, dude? Thank God he had his only his uh, his readables out, dude. If that was a collection, like the ones he collects. I would beat some ass, by the way. Don't you love that transition of that comic? I do. I, that was pretty cool, because that is actually, I don't think that's happened once, like that type of transition. No, no, no. As far as the editing-wise, you're exactly right. It looks Because like, when I saw that, I was like, okay. I even put in the notes, I go, what is this, a movie editor? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, now, like, knowing now, how granted, to use the camera. Now, granted, Superman doesn't wear a mask, like an eye mask, but I'll let him slide, because their transition was cool. Oh, dude, the transition works so perfectly. It, it pans from the comic, and it's the, sh- the face of a Hero Cries cover, and clearly, it's supposed to insinuate, oh, you want to feel sad and cry for Ryan, I guess, whatever, and it transitions to Clark's face being in the mask, and it's like... Okay. And the good news is with that uh, cover is also kind of foreshadowing is Clark crying. Because that's what we're going to be getting a lot of now in this freaking Cry scene. Crybaby Clark has been a good trend this oh season. Oh my god. And thank god that next week I got some action. Oh dude. Oh. No, no, no. We're not getting into it. So Clark yeah. is still in here. Clark's in the hospital with Ryan. He waited for him to wake up. And he shows him, hey, I got another got comic for issue. you. Got you the newest issue of uh, Warrior Angel. They had it at the gift shop. Uh, gift shop where? No, no, no. Uh, in the hospital? Hospitals have gift shops, I swear to God. You know why? It's for flowers. And this is how oh. I also know that they do. When I was younger, I swear to God, this is freaking real. I'm sorry I say freaking, but dude, they had Pokemon cards at one point. I'll always remember seeing the Team Rocket Pokemon cards packed booster sets being sold at a hospital. And I was sitting there going like, Dad... Can I have a booster pack? And he looked at me. Taylor, we're in here for your mother. Wait to think about yourself. <laughs> I think I was like nine. Damn it, Napoleon. I said the 12 pack, not the 24 pack. <laughs> Got to learn to mix and match. That was so devastating. <laughs> no, you idiot. We're here for a read. I don't care about your booster pack. That's what your dad said. Ron, I hope you're listening. He was so mad at me, man. He was like a Jonathan looking at me like, are you dumb? Yeah. He's like... No. Go get the belt. <laughs> Go wait in the car. I don't think you even should be here. <sighs> but yeah, gift shops are real in the hospital. That's my main point. That's crazy. Yeah. That's actually kind of wild. And so even as they're talking about the issue, they're talking about, I guess, how they have, one of them has the power of floating, like the comics characters. And it was his fortress. Was, it was his oh, hideout the fortress, base. Yes. the floating fortress. Yes. And of course, Clark's like, oh, I don't know if I like that part. He's like, why? I have a little fear of flying. Cool. Good. Rem- yeah. Remember when Clark said he had a fear of flying in another episode too, and then in another episode he went to Quan Sun and acting like he wanted to join the Navy and fly. <laughs> I love the going back and forth. Clark is such a bitch. Kinda. I hate Clark so much because now what Clark is having to explain is more of. I I actually do kind of like this because it's now talking about in a way their hideouts. Yeah. Of exactly what Clark is wanting to be because. 
in a way what the hideout signifies for the hero is a place where he's able to just be by himself that's right be able to be himself without the outside knowing and judging it's like the home away from home exactly i i do love the acknowledgement of that because even ryan says you need something like that yeah you you need your own fortress fortress of solitude yeah dude and it eventually comes man i can't wait for that that time i just can't wait for the more kryptonian lore man like God, I'm so it just I'm Joseph, Joseph. itching for it. You can't wait for the cave. That, That's very true. Yeah. The cave is so special. It opens My up Pandora's God. box. It really That's does. That's what the it cave really is. Does. Yes. And I just wish like they brought it in sooner. No, 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 no. We're fine. We're at a good place. I know, but because now we have Ryan crying where he's saying. And so this is my theory from earlier was what he was about to tell him at Lexus when he first got there was going to be this like, hey man, um, I I should I should just tell you now, I'm I'm dying. There's you know there's a tumor inside my head. But this is what Ryan's telling him now, and I thought you know maybe that's what he was trying to tell him earlier. But then he said never mind. So I assume that's probably what it is. And Clark even is like taking a little tough like, well shit. You about to die? No. Okay. All right. So, my dad was so happy. By the way, the moment that there was a temporary restraining, the moment they were like, oh, yes, this is all going to turn around, I immediately put in the notes, Ryan's dead. He's going to die this episode, which kind of makes me wonder on the idea behind this episode and what was the point. And this is why I asked that question. We already had a Ryan episode that was solid enough where we didn't have to see this character again, and yet they're wanting a, him to come back in order to kill him, as if this was a character mm-hmm. that we were going to be questioning in the future of, oh, hey, where's Ryan? Whatever happened to him? The writers, oh, you know what? We better kill him. Otherwise, those fans will notice things. Fan favorite, time to die. This is not a fan favorite whatsoever. And in fact, I would rather have some freezer hose. I would rather have Uh, the coach heat. I would rather have something other than I have a tumor in my brain and I'm going to die. Tumor. I have tumor. It's sad, sure. I'm sorry that it's not. It's It's messed up, dude. I'm not devastated by this. Dude, that's like his little brother, bro. Why couldn't he be brainchild and then have the tumor? Why couldn't he have some type of special... You're so selfish, Taylor. Give me a villain. Instead, I have nothing. Now this So is- selfish. So selfish. <laughs> I'm so done with this. Yeah, so now we're back at the Kent farm. And, of course, Clark is over here reading comics, not doing his chores at the post. John walks up, hands in pockets, ready to tell Clark, What the hell are you doing? I've been waiting for you over there. I'm just kidding. But John weirdly... Dude, I thought it was the weirdest hand crap. I go, that's not even natural. He's uncomfortable Yeah, your mother and I are going back to the hospital. You want to come along, Clark? He's like, is there any news? And he... He weirdly glides... Like, slides his hand all over Clark's and, like, rubs it and then grabs it and, like, firmly firmly holds it. And it's just like, are you about to... Kiss your son or something? I'm confused. And so he tells him, though, anyway, all jokes aside, Ryan's tumor is growing at an accelerated rate. It's the experiments at Summer Holt. That's probably what's causing it. That's what the doctors think. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, and then Clark is holding the comic cover of the one that uh, Ryan was reading in um, the last episode. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the first season. Because mm-hmm. that is the issue that Clark was able to hold on to in order to remember Ryan. This is where Clark, in my opinion, granted, I know, folks, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, but Clark turns into a big baby. <laughs> and this is just now going into a serious moment where it's Superman having to realize you can't save everybody. Yeah. Instead, Clark says, screw that. I'm going to be able to save him no matter what. We can't just sit here and watch Ryan die. Clark, what are you going to do? Stick your hands in his head? You could pull a tumor out? You don't have that ability. I know. John's telling it's, him, like, dude, there's some things that are just beyond us, bro. You're not God, basically. Clark then walks away angry. Jonathan then looks up the sky and says, why couldn't you take the other son? <laughs> Wrong kid, dad. <laughs> God, why this one? <laughs> why couldn't you take the other? <laughs> dude, it's basically Johnny Cash's dad. That's <laughs> all it is. Listen, I'll love a kid with abilities, but not the tall one. <laughs> And in the next scene, we go back to the torch, back to the Lana drama. We got Lana looking up facts on child emancipation because she is trying to emancipate herself from Nell because Nell has turned out to be the worst guardian ever. (laughs) And Chloe spies on her because, hey, lots of people are using my computer today. Well, she doesn't care. No, 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 she cares. No, no, she only cares whenever Clark is having to go through her emails whenever she's talking about when Clark. When she crossed the line, yeah. Yeah, that's when she cares <laughs> about somebody looking at her computer. Otherwise, it's free game. Because Lana is then revealing exactly what she told to now, which was, I'm now moving to Metropolis. Yeah, go screw yourself, go make out with Dean, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing anything with you. Uh, Nell then reminded Lana, you're 15 years old, I'm your legal guardian, you're going to do what I say. Not going to lie to you, that's also a bad response from Nell. This is, Lana, I really don't give a shit about your feelings. I'm going to do what I want to do with Dean. This is kind of bad. You couldn't even compromise with her. You couldn't do anything. And then, of course... The idea that Chloe gets... Hold on, we're not going to get into it. I know, but it's already... As soon as she thought of it, I was like, oh, I remember where this is going now. I did not. Mm -hmm. I remember this is going because it becomes a long-term thing. Do we get to ever see the pillow fights? We see things. (laughs) Oh, my God. But But anyways, dude, you kind of just spoiled it a bit with that joke. Why? Pillow fights. What do you mean, pillow fights? Where's that going to (laughs) happen? Anywhere? (laughs) In the street? (laughs) Auditorium? So anyways... (laughs) <laughs> we after that chloe has a little light bulb there she has a light bulb we go to the mansion and lex did his research he's like hey there's this new doctor who developed a radical new serum that uh, can shrink bri- primary brain tumors but don't worry he's not gonna be in city or in town or anywhere he's going to helsinka today and he won't be back for another six weeks thanks for the update and thanks for telling me sooner like what the hell was that <laughs> Like, what? You didn't find this out, like, yesterday? Yeah. Did you find this out 30 seconds before I showed up? What are you even doing? But, obviously, Clark then says, well, we got to do something. Yeah. We got to be able to figure this out. If he's able to find out what's going on with Ryan, if he's able to help Ryan, we got to find him, Lex. Get him here now. Yeah. And then he's talking about, like, oh, they found studies that it could give him, like, ESP-type abilities. And... Well, Lex says, with the tumor that he has, I've done research, and doctors then believe that he has some type of ESP because the tumor is rubbing up on that part of his brain. 
So do we all have that? That's what they confirmed. That's what they actually confirmed. They consulted scientists to write this episode. They confirmed it. I'm totally talking out of my ass. I wish it was real. Maybe it's real. We should try it. So let's get some kryptonite juice up in our skeletons. So I have the ability to read people's mind. I just need to like put something in my brain in order to. You rub need like a, a Hannibal Lecter type doctor that can go in there, touch the amygdala a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I just need to like rub, them. right? Like something pushing up against it. Yeah. Like, poof, poof. You just want to flick it a little bit. No, not flick it. Like <laughs> you kind of like it push. And Clark just turns up on Lex, like, oh, are you trying to exploit him too, huh, Lex? You like his mind reading abilities? Um, I just spent three hours, like, finding out all of this, so what do you think, bro? Um, first of all, whoa. Yeah. Chill out, (laughs) 15-year-old. You've already messed up, like, twice today for me. And this is what I mean by people around Clark actually gives him good advice, where Lex is even stating, listen, man. There's nothing you can do, most likely. I I regret not spending time with my mom because she was sick. I just spent so much time trying to investigate and get plans. Find the cure and Mm -hmm. figure out that I could fix out what, what was wrong with her. And it turns out I couldn't. And instead of me being able to spend time with her... I wasn't there whenever she passed. Yeah. And you are not going to want that same feeling too, Clark. And once again, Clark acts like a freaking baby. Oh, yeah? Well, too bad. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not just going to sit here and I'm let not going to let him die, Lex. Dude, that wasn't Lex trying and to Lex be is, an ass. Yeah, Lex is just like, damn it. This kid is so stupid. Lex isn't sitting there going, hey, man, just ignore it. He's like, spend time with him because that's what you'll treasure most. And he is 425 miles from Hub City. This man goes on the marathon. He pulls the Forrest Gump, bro. You know what I love more than anything about his running in this scene? Uh, the piece of paper that's in his back pocket that's rolled up. <laughs> somehow, it stays there. Somehow, that rolled up piece of paper... Or magazine of that doctor. Or, no, those are supposed to be the x-rays. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, no secured pocket oh at all. Oh, my God. I just now realized. The x-rays, the paperwork. Oh, yep. Holy shit. And oh. so we go back to the hospital. Ryan's there, and this yes. man Lex, he's like, "Dude, brought you some more comics." He's like, "Oh, well, Clark beat me to the punch." He's like, "Well, I bet he didn't bring you number sixty-six, dog." Which is the rarest of all the issues. Well, why is it the rarest? I don't understand. This is about now the Devilicus and Warrior Angel, and them two being best friends. But then they turned adversaries because Devilicus wanted warrior angel and him to be able to rule over the human race because if their powers were together nothing would be able to stop them what i love is that ryan even acknowledged being like well, why do you think divinicus turned evil and he's like well maybe you're just looking at it differently mm-hmm. it, lex doesn't truly acknowledge that divinicus was wrong with his no. thinking he likes that way of thinking like he gets it and what i love though is in a way, Lex does know that he has ESP. I mean, he knows that he can read some of his mind, mm-hmm. but Ryan doesn't do it in a bad way. And instead, he kind of uses it against Lex being like, you don't have to be the villain in the story. He's like, I know you understand it that way. And it's like, you know, why do you think Devilicus went bad? He's like, I'm not sure, you know, um, probably wasn't aware of it. And I like that, dude, because that is slowly what's going to be happening to Lex because... Everyone wants him to be the villain, bro. And he and he has those tendencies. But it's like, I don't think he's going to be aware that, oh, he's, sl- he's sliding down that slippery slope. And the road to darkness is a journey. 
not a light switch. Just remember that, Lex. Yeah, and he tells us, like, well, maybe you should remember that, Lex. I'm like, ooh. What a burn, dude. He dude he's got... on his deathbed. His third eye is open, bro. He is telling you some shit. He just said, Lex, take a walk. He's like, Lex, how about, um, you know, don't do that. Otherwise, you're going to end up the, probably the biggest piece of shit on Earth. I love the comparison. I love the issue 66. I love just the acknowledgement the comic book ties in. I loved that scene. That is the only thing this episode at least gives me is just that nerdiness where I'm like, yeah. I like more of the bonding with Lex and him in this one, dude. It's, yes. it's so much better than Clark and him. Because <laughs> Clark is like looking at it like it's his son. Yeah. Clark's like, I'm going to take care of you. Lex is like, dude, I'm going to hang out. And then, okay, and then this is what gets me. So we get Clark that shows up to the airstrip or the airfield, the private airfield, and he asks the guy who's, like, hauling the luggage, those carts and shit, like, with the typical onesie and has the headphones, and he asks him, do you know this man in this magazine? Where is he? I need to find him. Why would that be the person you go and ask? Clark reveals his powers to everybody in this airport. Where then the guy who works at the airport doesn't question why there's a person on the runway and instead says, oh, you mean that guy in the private jet? Clark then zooms over to get in front of the private jet, revealing his powers once again yeah, to the pilot. everyone see, saw him speed up there and just yes. show up. Yeah, I completely saw this. He has powers. Oh, how did he do this? But don't worry, the doctor then comes out. Yeah, the doctor's going to be the one to come out. And he, Clark, again, in the back pocket, rolled up as a newspaper were the x-rays. Look, mister, my friend is sick. I need help. Is he your friend? You know what? I can save him. Yeah, he looks at his, his uh, autopsy, or not his autopsy, just like the medical reports. He has x-rays. Or, or his the, brain scan. The brain scans. And he looks, he's like, oh shit, this looks crazy. Where's your friend now? He's like, where's your friend now, man? I'll help him out. Oh my god. And then Clark's like... Yes. <laughs> Clark is then so excited because finally he has somebody that's able to assist, believing that, ha, huh, everybody doubted me. Everybody was wrong. I was right. I was able to save Ryan. Screw you. That's right. Clark is such a child in this episode where everybody else around him is so much more mature, including Pete, Chloe, <laughs> and Lana. Why are they so much more mature, even with Lana's issues with Nell, are better handled than how Clark is handling the Ryan situation? Lex is handling the Ryan situation better. Because you know what? Lex is even, in fact, taking his own advice. What is he doing, Joseph? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's making uh, Ryan feel good about himself by bonding with him, talking about things that he's interested in with him, talking about comics, the things that he loves, instead of Clark, who's just running about. That's right. Because Lex knows what to do. Spend time with the person you like before they're gone. Not just run around like a chicken with their head cut off, not exactly knowing what to do, being like, I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go nerd out with my boy real quick because exactly. I know you're about to die like tomorrow. So guess what? I'm going to bring you the rarest issue. Me and you are going to talk about this because after you, I got nobody else to talk about this with. Yeah, you can't do it with Clark. Clark barely reads. Clark doesn't know if it was a math book or science book, I guess yeah, you wouldn't he, understand it. But if it's an English text, <laughs> if it's just a story, I don't know what to do. So we come back to the hospital. Clark is walking around. And, oh, uh, Mom, Dad, when's Ryan's uh, surgery? It's in a couple hours. 
And of course, Martha's over here. I don't think I've ever been as proud of you as I am right now. Like, um, he showed his powers to everybody. Jonathan should be whooping his ass. John's even like, it was an amazing thing you did. I hope you understand, though. Even though you did get Dr. Burton here, Ryan ain't out the woods, man. He ain't out the woods. All right, John, negative Nancy. I know it's no guarantee, but I know it's going to work. I got a good feeling about this. Yeah, Clark's over here so giddy. Bro, Clark, take a take a seat and relax. Mm-hmm. Because what you are doing and acting right now, you're a child. That's right, because he's actually 15 and actually a child. <laughs> and so we come up to the mansion again, and of course Lex is airing a campaign commercial against the guy. Showing the mayor what he's actually going to be telling people, because the mayor thought he could pull a fast one over Lex, and That's Lex right. just said... Uh, here's a video. Why don't you watch? Yeah, hey, so I'm going to put this out, like, you know, against you because I'm actually supporting your opponent. And, um, yeah, so that's how it's going to go because, yeah, this this type of stuff ain't going to run here, bro. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll personally make sure that your expansion will never see the approval. If you're not the mayor, dude, what threat are you trying to make to the guy? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Lex, at this point, has more pull than him. Yeah, um, if another person's going to be nominated and they're in office, can I just ask them? And I love this comparison he makes because he's like, you know, you're an outsider. I'm from this town. They're going to see you trying to take control. They're not going to like that. They're, you're not going to stand the heat, bro. And what does he say? Lex is like, yeah, well, you know, it's one thing that Winston Churchill said when uh, the attack on Br uh, Pearl, Pearl Harbor, Harbor happened. He broke out a bottle of champagne and said, we won the war. And everyone laughed at him, blah, blah, blah. It's a weird reaction. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, this is America, damn it. And when you get America as a boiling pot, turn on that fire. You better be ready. We're a giant boiler, baby. That heat, we can stand a whole bunch. There ain't no limit, baby. If you start a fire, you better be prepared to deal with the flames. Oh, and this mayor pretty much uh, shit himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said, I want nothing to do with this guy. He's probably He was waddling people. out of there trying to cover it up. Yeah, e easily. Yeah. And so we're back at the hospital again. God, they've been here like the whole episode. I know. And Lana finally walks in though, where then they're able to talk, uh, kind of catching up with each other. We got finally a catch up on the episode because that's what everybody wanted to hear. They ask about Ryan. Ryan's, of course, in the surgery. Clark then asks about the situation where Lana, where then the pillow fights come into play. Oh, my God. Lana admits <laughs> that, hey, uh, Chloe and her father offered me to stay with them until I finish high school. And, of course, Chloe's like, oh, you're such a fighter. I knew you were. And, of course, uh, does no approve? Like, yeah, no. But <laughs> it works out. You know, we both get what we want. Wow. You and Chloe roommates. I never thought I'd see that coming. What are you even envisioning right now, pervert? Okay. You know what, what Clark? Maybe you could give Ryan your telescope. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. It's crazy. Wow. When she said... Yeah, because yeah, what does he say? He's like, oh, you're just not going to be the girl next door anymore. Yeah. And she's like, I'm, I'm not, not going, going anywhere, Clark. Maybe you can give Ryan your telescope. <laughs> Look at this. This is so bad. <laughs> what? What on earth? Dude, like, what is that comment? Because she says, like, oh, maybe now you can give your telescope to Ryan. Um, does that mean she knows that he's only yep. ever looking at her? Yep. Dude. Does that mean that she leaves her window open on purpose? 
does that mean this laugh at the end after that joke mean oh hey we're back on board walls are down i'm ready for you yeah it does except clark then says no i don't want to <laughs> he's like uh-huh, uh-huh, um. Dude, he has so and then moment chances. moment is ruined now though because kent's come out the, or the parents and they say and martha's already crying it's insinuated Ryan's not going to make it, man. I thought he was going to be dead in this scene, and he was immediately going to go to a funeral. Instead, Clark walks up to the window, and Ryan is just fine after having brain surgery. Not just fine, Taylor. He's still going to die. Okay. This is what I cannot stand. Clark then sees Ryan reading a comic book. They then talk about it. They then go with the sad moment here. And Clark then says, you know what? I'm going to take you away from here. Where things can be quiet. Because once again, Ryan starts getting one of his headaches where he can say, it's just so loud. So loud in here. Yeah, I thought he was actually going to die in front of him doing that. I was hoping so. Okay. I was hoping that maybe it would How be... traumatized do you want Clark to be? Dude? A little bit, because he deserves it this episode. Wow. You want to get traumatized? You want to save people? Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you've got to look at the bad. You're scaring me right now. What do you mean I'm scaring you? I'm toughening my Superman up. I don't want no super bitch. (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. Wow. So, yeah, this conversation can be cut short. Because basically, yes, sad. Ryan's about to go. He's crying. You know, he's like, you know, I want to spend that time with my friend. I don't care about, you know, I'm glad you bought me a couple more days. And Clark's over here trying to cry. But, um... (laughs) Get him some pepper. Get him some pepper. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ryan gets the headache, and he's like, you know what? It's so loud in here, I got an idea. He takes him on his own little aerodrome, or aerodome, because he was trying to he was relating yeah. to the comics. I want my own aerodome. All the problems would be gone up there. He takes him on a hot air balloon ride over Smallville, because that's the thing. Well, yeah, and Clark, I thought that you were scared of heights. Who's paying for that shit? Uh, the Kents. Remember, he has... No, access- Martha. No, no, he has that... You know what? That is who's paying for that. It's on Lionel's company card. Oh. That's who, that's who is paying for it. You know... God, I love Martha. Martha <laughs> is so awesome this season. Like, I am obsessed with this woman, man. I'm so into her. I'm on the Martha train. Dude, been on the Martha train. she's such a hard worker. She's a best. Turns me on. Does John, she- fuck you. <laughs> Don't you love the moment of Clark's, like... Oh, no, Ryan's like, I thought you were scared of heights, Clark. I thought you were scared of flying. He's like, not when I have you here to protect me, Ryan. <laughs> and then they kiss. And- <laughs> okay, dude. They're like 15. What is Ryan? I think he's 13 or 14. Still weird. Just because they're close in age doesn't make any. I It's still weird. Maybe experimenting. This whole episode is weird. I'm done. Roll my credits. Damn, Get and look me at that. Of here. Hugging on the hot air balloon, crying. And of course, it's just, you know, there's the last thing that's happening right now is this hug. And then, boom, we go back to the hospital after the hot air balloon. And it's an um, empty hospital bed. That guy. He's probably so weirded out, and the one who's having to control <laughs> that engine of that hot air balloon is like, two dudes, 15-year-olds are hugging each other up here. 
by the way, they wouldn't have been able to sign the waiver in order to get them up in that hot nope. air balloon with no adult supervision. That's right. And of course, uh, I yep, I have no rebuttal for that one because that doesn't make sense. I've been in a hot air balloon. It had by to have been Luther's. I've been in a hot air balloon. You know that? I haven't. You know what the craziest thing about it was? Is whenever you're in a hot air balloon and the guy who's running it then looks up and says, How did that hole get there? Whenever that happens, it's not a good feeling. No, it's pretty cool. Let me tell you, it is not a good time. You like this uh, accepted outro here? No, because this is not a. They wanted this to be heartbreaking for us, as if Ryan was a character we saw every other episode. <laughs> they made this act like that Pete died. Yeah, that's true. And so, yeah, Clark is just sulking in the hospital because the hospital bed's empty. They took Ryan's body away because he finally passed away. And Ryan's gone. And that's the end of the episode. End credits. <laughs> Goodbye, Ryan James. <laughs> nice knowing you. Two episodes strong. You went in, brother. You did your best. Came out nose bleeding and dying. Can't relate. Okay, so I have two episodes. So I have one more with John Taylor Thomas, which, by the way, heartthrob, so I'm all about. But then I find. Dude, you're a weirdo. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, are you freaking kidding me? That is not being a weirdo. What Jonathan is Jonathan Taylor Thomas was my childhood. Okay. You can go to hell if you don't like yourself some Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I am such a huge fan. The only problem with Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas is that he got old. I mean, doesn't everyone get old, Taylor? I wish he would have stayed. That's weird. Dude. Why is that weird? Did you have any fun facts? Yeah, my fun facts is that, thank God, this is the last episode of Garbage. We're finally, finally, it's going to get good. Yeah, the next few episodes are pretty solid. Um, even Visage is not too bad. Insurgents, um, that's, I think, where we're getting a little weird again. Yeah, but, dude, Gycotic, next, Skinwalkers. Yeah, oh, man. See? We're now dude. getting into the juice. This is what we have been waiting for. Once again, if you've stuck with us through these three, four awesome <laughs> episodes, you are the true heroes. We cry for you. That's pretty much it, man. That's fine. There is no fun facts. I'm so glad. Fun that... fact, we're done with the episode. Thank God. Dichotic next week. Again, thanks for listening. We had um, a tough couple episodes these past few weeks. But I'm glad we're back on track because we got some good shit next week. JTT, baby. Wow. The, yeah, Taylor's <laughs> too excited about this and needs to stop. But anyways, catch us next week for Dichotic Episode 9. We'll have that special guest, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Do you like him so much because your middle name is his? I, I mean, sorry, his middle name is you? I like it because we're about to get in some high school drama. There's going to be Truly. so many dating, so many makeout scenes. I am going to be moist. It's going to be, oh yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>